Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a Saturday edition of On Texas Football. I'm CJ Vogel, joined by Bobby Burton today. Uh, and we know it's the offseason because we're talking about some uh, SEC rankings, a little look ahead to what's going to be on the field for the Texas Longhorns in the SEC conference for the first time. And uh, I, I kind of concocted a, a little rankings that I, I see fit for the, the SEC schools right now as we move into the SEC, obviously. Uh, a lot to change. A lot has changed since the end of the season. The portals additions uh, with coaching turnover, obviously a lot's going on. But off the bat, Bobby, I wanted to get your thoughts on the move, not only to the SEC for Texas, but you know what that means for the entire prospect of college football with Oklahoma and Texas now jump jumping ship over to the SEC. Oh, well, I think that it's definitely the haves and the have-nots. Uh, while some schools like Baylor and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State Kansas Day, they're, you know, they're they're strong schools. They're not weak schools. Um, I, I look at what happened with uh, UCLA on uh, Friday afternoon, and I kind of shudder to think that that might happen to a Baylor or somebody like that. I, I don't think it would. I think UCLA is weaker than those schools, even though UCLA, by the way, is going into the Big Ten. Right. Um, but the move for Texas and Oklahoma – uh, was really the first, you know, you know, swing uh, at this major conference realignment. And now it's come to pass, what, three years later since we first heard about it, right? Uh, my thought process on it, CJ, is that it's been a long time coming. Uh, Texas wants to be with more like-minded uh, football programs, institutions, et cetera, than maybe they were in the, in the, the Big 12. Um, and now they're getting their wish. And, you know, four years ago, I would have told you Texas wasn't ready for this move. Um, today, I look at it and I think Texas is ready for this move. Are they perfect? No, they're, they're not perfect. Texas still has uh, some depth issues at certain places. They're probably one recruiting class away from being ready to go to toe to toe with everybody uh, in that conference at every single position. Right. Uh, but what I look at it with Texas and, and Oklahoma going in is just how big a sway and change this is for college football. I mean, you know, there, Texas has, you know, according to certain, depending on who you look at, whether it's ESPN or wherever, Texas has three of the top 10 most anticipated games of the year on its schedule. Two of those are from the SEC and they don't even include Texas A&M. Right. Um, which but it personally is the one I'm looking the most forward to. 
Um, and so I, I look at that and the uh, condensing of the game of college football is a little bit of this that I'm, I'm anxious to see. And then obviously Texas is place within the with within the SEC as well as Oklahoma's uh is of interest to me. No, a hundred percent. I liked what you said probably you know three or four years ago Texas wouldn't have been ready for the move to the SEC, not only on the field, but you know, you look at the additions to you know Bevo Boulevard, the South End Zone completion. There's been a lot of adjustments made to the Texas football program that doesn't necessarily, you know, that you see on the field every Saturday. So I, I obviously tip the tip of the cap to Chris Del Conte and his crew for getting Texas SEC ready, if you will. Uh, but looking ahead, and this is where the fun begins, Bobby, because we kind of get to you know theorize and 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 draw some you know really fun uh, you know conclusions from what we've seen already in the portal. But I, I kind of came up with a, a top four or five group of contenders. And over the past, you know, however many years, you've seen Georgia have their run. It's obviously seen Alabama in the mix for the SEC title just about every year. LSU's had a run or two. But aside from that, there's not necessarily been a lot of outside noise in the SEC. You know, Auburn's had a run every now and then. But with the 12-team uh, playoff this year, I'm looking at the SEC in the sense that, you know, you could see four or five, potentially six playoff contenders right now and I think you start at the top with Georgia go on down to Texas who in this group I mean are, are you really thinking could be playoff worthy at the end of the day and starting the season off as the biggest threats to Texas in the, the SEC well I think definitely starting off the biggest threats are Georgia and Ole Miss yeah. uh, I think Ole Miss did particularly well in the portal uh, yes they lost Keyshawn Judkins but they've got running backs Mm -hmm. So running backs aren't going to be a big deal. They've got their quarterback coming back. They've got their play caller coming back. And then they did really, really well in the portal. Uh, Tyler Barron, defensive end, that's an edge guy, was a right. starter at Tennessee. They, they added to their defensive group. They already had dudes on offense. I, I think they added to their defensive side of the ball. So I think Ole Miss – and they finished in the top – what, they finished top ten last year? Yep. So – so I think that they, you know, you're you're putting them at three. I think in that group of Texas, Georgia, and them. I think that's uh, that's fair. Uh, I do think Georgia is the favorite. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's that's fair. The other ones that that you know, you just look at them. The SEC has always has a team or two that kind of comes out of nowhere, right? You don't expect to be among the like. No one expected Missouri this year. To, to be in the top 10 at the end of the year. No one really expected Ole Miss. Ole Miss was on some a little bit of a run, but so they weren't as big a surprise. Um, you know, I, I do think Alabama's going to take a step back. And I say that even knowing that Jalen Milrow is coming back. I just don't know that his style of quarterbacking plays into Kalen DeBoer's style of quarterbacking. Yeah, right. Um, that's a question. And, and so that's that, that doesn't feel right to me. The other ones that I would say, Missouri, but they lost so much on defense. Um, they lose like a defensive lineman and Ennis Rakestraw, who could, the cornerback who could slip into the first round is what I'm hearing. Uh, the other one I would say is LSU. Uh, LSU, and then of all the rest, I mean, I don't see Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Arkansas, or Vanderbilt having a chance to really contest in the conference. A&M could if everything falls right, if Connor right. Wegman doesn't get injured, if Mike Elko gets things pieced together, they they have the talent. Nobody no, says definitely. nobody says AM's untalented. 
These That's days. for sure. Even with 40 additions from the portal and the high school ranks, there's still a good core of guys on that roster that can play right away. Especially on defense, on the front, right? And it's their offensive line was injured the last couple of years. I mean, they've got guys on both fronts. They've got skill guys, okay? Even losing Evan Stewart. I mean, Ruben Owens is a good player. Amari Daniels, good player. Yeah. Um, they, Le'Veon Moss, good player. Uh, they've got plenty of receivers. I mean, Jimbo did a good job using NIL. <laughs> Let's be clear. He used NIL, even though he said he didn't know what it was. Um, accumulating talent. And that talent now are juniors and seniors. That's the issue with their roster. It's top-heavy. Right. Juniors and seniors. It's, it doesn't have the freshman sophomore group. So that and that's not a bad problem if you're looking for a one-year hit. And that may be what AM's looking at right now. Yeah. We we've talked about it in the past, the importance of winning early for Mike Elko at AM, obviously with Texas's momentum and additions to the SEC, kind of establishing that foothold in the conference. Uh, but Bobby, I I wanted to go back because I think that group, I'm I'm pretty set on the top five. I think any combination of those five you'll see moving into the SEC to begin the year and throughout the duration. I think that that group of five with Missouri and Alabama uh, wrapping up Ole Miss, Texas, and Georgia in the top five, I think that's kind of where you'll see, you know, the true contenders fall. But I wanted to get your thoughts because Oklahoma's having a first-year quarterback. Tennessee will have a first-year quarterback. Uh, who knows where Auburn will go? They have some really talented freshman wide receivers coming in. Hugh Freeze is kind of on that bump right now to say, you know, he's kind of half – and have to win right now if you're here for uh, especially with Alabama opening up from Nick Saban, AM, Mike Elko. I mean, of those teams, do you see anybody that could really make that kind of surprise jump, as you mentioned earlier? Or is it kind of, you know, a, a run of the mill, kind of mid of middle of the group kind of kind of year right now for the SEC? I would say that LSU could if okay. Nuss Meyer is the quarterback and really the guy. Um He's not as dynamic, obviously, as Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. Don't don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. But LSU has skill guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I mean, they, they always do. They always will. Uh, yes, they're going to lose a couple to the uh, several to the NFL, uh, but they do that each and every year and new guys show up. Replenish, absolutely. Um, yes, no doubt. So that that's just... So I think from a skill point, that's one of them. The question I have is whether or not um, Brian Kelly can get over the hump with this group. Because the problem they've had is 
they've beaten up bad teams and then not beaten up the good teams. Right. Um, and so that would be my my initial thought. They would be one. I, I'm really interested. So so one of the things that was unsaid this year with Eli Drinkwitz at, at Missouri. Okay, everybody talks about his offensive coaching and uh, the the uh, quarterback cook that I think is really good. By the way, not mm-hmm. great, but really good. He's a gamer. Yeah, yeah, really good. A good college quarterback. Uh, will play in the pros. You know, so he's good. Um, is how he's now running on empty a little bit on all uh, of the guys, CJ, that Barry Odom, the former Missouri coach, recruited on defense. Mm. That, that group is now running thin. Right. Um, that's a good point. And, and they they hung in there with Georgia, not because of their offense, but because of their defense. Right. That was an ugly game. Yes, but they hung in there because of yeah, their defense. absolutely. And – they're going to take a step back in that regard, um, I, I believe. How much so? I don't know. You know, they also lost their defense coordinator. Yeah. LSU, Blake Baker. Um, OU, though, OU is interesting. I'm not and, – and Tennessee. I'm not a big believer in either of their quarterbacks. Okay. Um, not at this point – not at this time – not at this stage. I think they could get there, um, but – not, and I do think Tennessee's quarterback, by the way, has talent that is as good as anybody in the country, CJ. Okay. I worry about – I don't know that Jackson Arnold is as talented as those guys. I just – I don't see that. I think Jackson Arnold remind, and I and I say this in a positive way and in, in, in as a limited way. I see Jackson Arnold a lot like I saw Sam Ellington. Very – a winner, hard-nosed, plays to the whistle, ne- never gives up, but not necessarily a starting NFL quarterback. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's – people will debate me on that, but that, that's kind of where I see that. So what does that mean for them? It probably means they're going to lose four, four or five games, maybe more. Yeah, especially with a brand-new offensive line replacing all five starters. New uh, offensive new- coordinator. New offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, although Venables has, you know, his fingerprints on the defense. Obviously, that's a lot of turnover going into a new conference where you don't know the tendencies of of a lot of your opponents now. Uh, I did want to stick with the Texas schedule because moving into the SEC, there are a lot of new opponents. And obviously you get uh, the shiny, shiny teams coming in. You got Georgia at home. You get to play Florida as well. But there's some interesting teams, and I think there's a, a couple teams that we haven't talked a whole lot about one being Kentucky and I don't necessarily have them too high on this list but you know they do bring in Brock Vandegrift a former five-star quarterback from Georgia Uh, they added Jamori Macklin out of North Texas to go with Barion Brown that's a pretty solid one-two punch for your receiving core they made some noise uh, on the defense Jamon Dumas Johnson the the linebacker out of Georgia with 24 career starts so there's there's pieces there and I think we've seen with Mark Stoops you know, they're going to be a, a tough team to beat, tough team to, to blow out. It doesn't happen very often for Kentucky. And so with Texas, you know, getting Kentucky on the schedule, do you see that as a possibility, especially with them splitting Arkansas and AM at the end of the year? Is that a, a maybe, you know, we're again, we're 250 days away from this game, but is that a game to potentially worry about for you? Or do you tra- think tra- essentially a trap game? Yes, yes, for so, lack of better yeah. words. 
the answer is yes, it is because Arkansas, you go to Arkansas, come home, and then you know you're playing AM the next day. You don't think you're going to work a little bit extra on AM. Yeah. It's not going to be top of my, you know, it is. Okay. So we can, you know, yell and scream all we want. It that will be a focal point more than seven days out from the game. Um, furthermore, I think to your point, CJ, uh, Mark Stoops' teams play tough. Mm -hmm. They play a hard-nosed brand of ball. And so if you can't beat them down the field, they're going to try to beat you in the box. Yeah. And Barry and Brown, the wide receiver there, can beat anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter how good your cornerback is. Barry and Brown is as good. He's a top 10 potential pick. In, yeah. in the, he's that good. I'm not saying he will be, but he's that good. And I don't know about Brock Vandergriff, the, the transfer as well, either. Of course. Um, and so I think that a lot of their success will be predicated on what they've been successful doing, and that's playing good defense and trying to score in the 20s on offense against the SEC teams. And yeah. so can Texas score 30 or high 20s against them? That'll ultimately probably define and who wins that game. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, I wanted to go a little rapid fire with you, Bobby, just, yep. you know, because this is the fun of the hypothetical, you know, offseason talk that we have. But uh, I'll run through a team that I'm I'm too high on in your eyes, too low, and then a surprise for you. So we'll start with the team that I'm a little a little too uh, overrating on right now. Who, who Who is that team for you? Alabama. Alabama. Uh, is you that four? Yep. Of, of these, I mean, you could potentially say Alabama and Texas are the two that have the most sway that because they're, they're rated so high. Right. Now, if Texas was rated three, I wouldn't say that. Right. But you've got them too. Alabama's rated four. I think they're, they could be seven or eight. They could take a real step back. Um, now, you didn't mention Ole Miss there. Do you come? What's the differentiator between Ole Miss, Texas and Alabama in your eyes? Is there a big one? Is it Quinn? Ole Miss uses less than okay. Texas. And yep. so they, they've got more of their core back, in my opinion. I don't necessarily think their high-end guys are as good as Texas, but I don't see them as having a big hole up the middle of the defense right now. To, Especially to, with Walter Nolan coming in. Right, to replenish, right? Yep. yep. Um, I, they've got another – they've got a quarterback. I don't think he's as good as Quinn, but he's good. He's an NFL guy. Mm -hmm. um, and so my – I just think they, they don't lose as much to the NFL – and they want to win. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I, I like it. Uh, now I'll, I'll flip it on you. So the team that I'm way too low on, and I've again, I, I think you're going to go with LSU because I, I, I find it very challenging to replace and have a better year than what you had when you had the 109th rated defense, albeit they did replace their entire defensive staff, and you lose the guy that really masked everything up and put a bandaid on it with your Heisman winning quarterback. Jaden Daniels. So I'm low on them. I'm not necessarily ready to say that they're going to be contending. Brian Kelly is obviously a good coach and has had great turnarounds in the past, but that's my team where I think you might go. And that's my justification beforehand, but I want to hear it from you. Who am I way too low on 200 days out from, from kickoff? Well, Mississippi state's not going to finish 14th out of 16 teams. Um, they're going to have Blake shape and his quarterback. I don't think Blake Chapin's great. Right. But I think he's a serviceable player um, and will be a, a, a good player for them. I think Jeff Levy's got a good offensive system. And what people don't appreciate 
is that Mississippi State has good talent mm-hmm. on the lines of scrimmage um, and always has. It's been putting all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think they're a top – and I say that, and I don't think they're a top five team in the SEC. Right. I think they're a top 10, 11. Uh, I, you know, I think LSU needs to be thought of higher, um, especially if they get the replacement of those guys that I think they will. Um, I'm not as high on Auburn as you are. And they're at 10 in your ranking. Yeah. So it's not like a uh, Florida. Florida is another team. A&M is the team that I can see finishing higher if things caught, you know, a lot of the, the thing about the SEC, and I said this, these guys catch fire, CJ. You, you just don't know. I mean, they, yeah. they're all talented. Like Florida has, Florida's going to have six guys on the on the defensive line that are going to be NFL players. Okay? They piece together an offense that can score 25 points a game. They didn't have that this year. It's a different story. Right. No, I'm with you. I think those are good picks. Uh, and then final question here. We'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with this one, but I think it's a fair question. A lot of these teams that Texas has on their schedule for 24 in their initial season in the SEC, at least in my perspective, obviously you're looking at the rankings. They're not in that upper tier. They're not in that upper half. Is this, you know, would you say this is a favorable season for Texas in their first year with the teams that they get to play? Obviously, Georgia coming at home. How does that schedule, you know, kind of pair up with what you expected coming into the SEC? I think it's a favorable schedule, to your point. Ole Miss, hey, look, you just put it out there. There are, of, of the six teams in the top seven that are not Texas, Texas only plays two of them. Georgia right. and, and Oklahoma. Neither of which play, true road games. Yeah, they don't play Ole Miss. They don't play Alabama. They don't play Missouri. They don't play Tennessee. Hell, they don't even play LSU. <laughs> so if you want to get if you want to get to the brass tacks, they only play two of the top seven teams in the league other than themselves. Right. So pretty favorable schedule. Favorable in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It will be interesting, obviously, the road games uh against college or against A&M and Arkansas, that will be interesting. But to your point, not a team that at least I'm expecting to be contending for an SEC title right away. You know, that that could change, obviously. Like you said, you never know who catches fire. It could be the piggies up in Fayetteville. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I don't think so. They, <laughs> I think it may be Sam Pittman maybe. you know. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but But that'll do it for today. That old nice little Saturday conversation about the future of the SEC and who might be those contending teams. Of course, we're in the middle of the offseason. So the the hypotheticals, the debates, I'm living for them. This is what part of makes college football so enjoyable to me, getting up here and getting to talk ball at any point in time. So, Bobby, thank you so much uh, for uh, for Bobby Burton, for C.J. Vogel. Uh, Thank you for joining us today on On Texas Football. I hope you all have a a great rest of the weekend and uh, hook them. Hook them, guys.